Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. So happy to be here. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it's the second Monday in November. Where has the year gone? Listen, everyone, the holidays are coming. I don't know how you're going to spend it. We're still in the middle of a surging pandemic, health issues all over the world. But you might need a little extra money this year for something. Maybe you're ordering gifts online or you're doing something, sending something special to someone. You might need a little extra money. So I'm calling this the money edition of Read My Lips. I don't think I've done anything like this in years. We're going to talk about side hustle today. I have two guests who specialize in helping people get out of their own way, figure out what can you do with your passion or with your spare time or with your spare garage or whatever you've got in your life. And forget about what your guidance teacher told you about what you're supposed to be doing to make a living and forget about what you're supposed to do if you're a boomer like me. I still work full time. 200 radio shows a year. What can I tell you? But there are ways to make money that you might not have thought of. They might be right in front of you or they might be over on the side and you never looked at them. So I'm going to tell you briefly about my two very special guests. They're smart, they're interesting, and they're very passionate about this topic. And then we'll go through some famous birthdays today. I have one I actually know in person. And we'll go through our national holidays and then we'll do a deep dive into these ladies, their books, their writings, etc. I met both of these lovely people at the National Publicity Summit a couple months ago, a virtual summit. Uh, I know they were on. How long were you on? Danielle Roberts is with me and Kimberly Stewart. Ladies, just say hi. Hi. Hello. There you go. Happy to have you. How long were you on that day, Danielle? Were you on for the whole five or six or eight hours on on Zoom for the summit? Yes, that's right. It was a a long haul. It really is. And you had to do that six times. Kimberly, you too as well? Yes. Yeah. I think I got away with five and a half hours as a media guest because I had just to do to do one day, but I was happy to meet both of you. Let me give my listeners just a little bit. And by the way, hello to Josh, our engineer. Josh, I don't know your last name. Do you want to tell me what it is? You can come on the air or you can tell me in the chat, whatever you'd like. But Josh is our engineer today, as he always is on Mondays. And we're happy to work with Josh at Voice America World Talk Radio. We're on the Variety Channel. Josh will tell me eventually in the chat when he's not so busy. First up, I'm going to be introducing you to Kimberly Stewart. She, she has a book and a, a website, a business called Be Weird, Make Money. Everybody just let that sink in. Be Weird, Make Money. And means just get out of your own way and do something that you really want. Profit from your passions. That's the type of consultant she is. And she helps design super personalized income streams for people who feel like they don't fit into cultural norms or the straight and narrow. And she loves Halloween-based businesses and art-based businesses. And we're going to talk to Kimberly. And I wish you could see her. We're not broadcasting the Zoom video, but she's got this. I think she's against a Twin Peaks background, my engineer told me. It's red with this crazy uh, striped carpet. It's, I don't know what to call it, zigzag. And she's got this fabulous headdress. What's your headdress, Kimberly? Tell me. Uh, It's a bunny hat. So it has these plaid bunny ears. (laughs) 
I wish you could all see this. We'll, we'll see if we can make the video available. Kimberly is going to post part of the video. She's going to promise me right now because I'm putting pressure on her on the radio show live. And she's going to send us a link to her website when she posts it. And then we have Danielle Roberts. She's a Medicare expert and co-founder of an organization called Boomer Benefits. And that's really important. I think a lot of us benefit from being boomers, Danielle. There's a, a mouthful. She's a licensed insur- insurance agent helping baby boomers navigate their entry into Medicare in 48 states in the U.S. And let me tell you, I could have used you about two years ago, my dear. (laughs) Unbelievable. Danielle blogs about creative side hustles. That's the title of our show today for post-retirement boomers. And I'm guessing boomers who are getting ready to think about retiring. You want to plan this stuff to earn extra income. And she's written a couple of blogs about this. So welcome to Read My Lips, getting your creative side hustle on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is, let's go through a little bit of housekeeping here. Everybody, okay, ladies, Kimberly and Danielle say hello to LLL. Say it with me together. One, two, three. Hello Hello to LLL. LLL is lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in Whitestone, New York, which starts with a W. And we're taking up a GoFundMe to get her to move to London because then she'll be lovely, lanky Laura Legs, our most loyal listener in London. See, (laughs) that's how it works. Oh, hey, ladies, we're going to do a side hustle for Laura today. We got to get her. Somebody said Larchmont's closer, but it's not as much fun as London. So when the (laughs) pandemic's over, Laura, we're sending you. Today is November 9th. If you're keeping track, which I do, it's the 313th day of the Gregorian calendar. Everybody say thank you to Greg, Greggy, or whatever his mother called him. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for your calendar. It's the 314th day because it's a leap year. Yes, it is, as well as another, every kind of momentous year you could ever think of, good, bad, and ugly. 52 days to the end of 2020. Do you know what that means, Kimberly and Danielle? 52 days left? You better find a liquor store or a wine store or get that (laughs) bathtub gin going because we are on the verge of lurching into New Year's Eve and we want this year to be over already. Hallelujah. And we're going to drink to it. So before the shelves are empty, go find you. Now, I've I've had a couple of women who own wineries on one of my business radio shows recently, and they had such a good time. They sent me gift boxes of the most gorgeous wine. And I'm not much of a drinker. The other night when the you-know-what was over, when they finished Mm -hmm. counting on Saturday, I had five sips of a a spritzer. I was passed out cold on the couch about 10 minutes later. So (laughs) I need you all to come to my house and help me drink something good. It's the 45th Monday in 2020, and all I'm going to say is woohoo. Let's do some national holidays today. Let's see how amused my guests are, and let's see if you want to celebrate. So, November 9th is today. I have to break this to you, ladies. It's National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day. Did you celebrate today, Danielle? Yeah. Did you celebrate that way? I didn't, but I'm going to have to go out right after the show now. <laughs> Kimberly, what about you? No, but now I know what we're getting for dinner. <laughs> Yeah. There you go. And and one of the side hustles, I think, Danielle, was delivering things to people. You could go and pick up the National Fried Chicken Holiday Special, and you could deliver it to people in your neighborhood and charge them, right? Excellent. First, you could. First side hustle. It's also Scrapple Day, National Scrapple Day. I don't even remember what that is. Does anybody know what Scrapple is? I think it's, it's a scary. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a side dish. It's, it's kind of the parts that they couldn't put in any other breakfast meat, and they make a little loaf out of it. Ew. Pennsylvania Dutch specialty. Well, I'm glad you're here, if only for that reason. (laughs) Thank you, Kimberly. You've just doubly earned your place on the show. Thank you, Darren. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. No, no, it's just starting, but I appreciate that. Tomorrow is national, this is a little more appealing, Vanilla Cupcake Day. Mm. Okay. 
I think I'm going to get me one of those. I'll make one. And Sesame Street Day. Uh, to Sesame Street. Remember? Everybody remembers? Oh, yeah. yeah. How could we forget? Isn't that funny? I don't know how much you remember about what you did in the last 24 hours, but we all remember how to sing Sesame Street, right? <laughs> We, yeah. we all do. I, I used to wake my uh, Uncle John up to watch that show for me. He lived with my parents for a short time when I was a little kid, and I used to wake him up in the morning to watch it with me. So how there could you is. forget? That's right. My kids. Did you watch Sesame Street, Kimberly? I sure did. Yeah, sure I watched it with my kids. I watched it with my kids. We're all grown up now. Now, the 11th is National Sunday Day. That's S-U-N-D-A-E. Do either one of you know what a S-U-N-D-A-E is? A Sunday? Yes, Danielle. Yes. No, it's ice cream with some kind of <laughs> topping, maybe hot fudge and walnuts and whipped cream and a Yum. cherry on top. It's also National Singles Day um, here, and it's National Veterans Day. I should have mentioned mm. that first. So a uh, round of gratitude to all of our veterans. We have many here in my, I'm in a retirement community. Well, some of us are not retired, but I'm in a 55 plus, let's say that. Uh, a few of us are still working. They even have a club called the Working Stiffs Club, which I did not join. Don't even ask why. <laughs> okay, let's not make fun of this. And uh, so Veterans Day. So we have so many veterans here and we're going to have a little parade. And they, you know, you know what the popular car of choice is here in this type of community? Daniel, you probably know. What do people love to drive in 55 plus communities? Love to drive? Yeah. What Golf what, carts. That? <laughs> I probably broke the microphone. Sorry, Josh. Golf carts. They decorate them with flags and with streamers. Oh, fun. Oh, it's uh, the parades go up and down and they give you a schedule of what street they're on and what street they're going up. And they'll be in front of your block at 1052 in the morning and you go out (laughs) and you wave. Beep, beep, And there are Mustangs and Corvettes and golf carts. I I never knew this stuff. I lived on Long Island, New York. We didn't have parades like that. Okay. And then let's see. So happy to the Veterans Day and thank you all for your service to our country. We are here because of you and we appreciate you and we honor you. And I'm not going to cry. My son always says that we can get five minutes into a phone call without me crying. It's it's a very interesting day. Uh, Wednesday, I'm sorry, Thursday, the 12th is National Happy Hour Day. I think we can celebrate that. Now, this next one is very important to me. The 13th is National Hug a Musician Day, and I'm a drummer. So you want to all give me a hug? A hug. You want a hug. It's also World Kindness Day. Isn't that nice? Hug a Musician and World Kindness Day. The 14th is National Pickle Day. What's your favorite pickle, Danielle? I like the sweet gherkin kind. Oh, me too. I have a jar in the fridge. We'll break it out. Kimberly, what's your favorite pickle? Um, I'm I'm bread and butter girl for sure. Ooh, no no half sours, uh, sours, uh, nothing like in the in the pickle bin. They no? they can. You know, I I'm actually a big fan of pickles, so they're they're pretty good at the Renaissance festivals. I love the huge dill pickles. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> there you go. I knew we'd get those in there. And then the fifteenth is National Clean Out Your Fridge Day. Okay. It's National Recycling Day, but more important, it's National Drummer Day. So I get a day on the 15th. I have to tell my drum teacher that. I'm doing a radio show. I have to mention it on one of my series called Technology Revolution, the Future of Now. I'm doing a show about drummers, the future of drummers, drumming, and technology. And I have some drummers coming on to join me for an hour-long roundtable about predictions about drumming, drummers, and tech. So I'll have to mention that we're a couple of days away from Drummer's Day. Let's do some famous birthdays and then we're going to get to it. So born today in 1951, if I told you that somebody was green and he had big muscles, who would that remind you of on TV? 
Lou, uh-huh. right now? That's it. Oh, you're good. Bodybuilder and actor, The Incredible Hunk. Hulk. Hunk. He was a hunk, too. From 1977 to 1982, Bill Bixby played his alter ego. And you may not know that Lou Ferrino had a damage to his ear when he was a very young child. And he had a speech impediment. And he became a bodybuilder to fight back at all the kids taunting him. And he still had ear problems, hearing problems. He's still very much alive. Uh, Today is the birthday of some American drummer named Demetra. I assume a lady, Plakis. Happy birthday to another drummer. Today is the birthday from 1970 of Susan Tedeschi, the singer, songwriter, and guitarist. Very talented. I've heard some of her music, and she's great. Nick Lachey, anybody remember who he was married to? Kimberly? Danielle? Mm-hmm. Jessica Simpson. Mm. Oh. They used to do New Year, Rock and New Year's Eve together years ago. I think gotcha. she was in her could fit in her Daisy Dukes in those days. Oh. And he, here's the one, and I could too, but my own Daisy Dukes, not anymore. That that ship is sailed. Today is the birthday of a young lady born in 1980 named Nikki Blonsky. She's an actress, singer, and songwriter, and a dancer. Nikki Blonsky grew up in Great Neck, Long Island, and she was a guest on my TV show called Something to Talk About when she was just a teenager singing in restaurants locally, trying to get a reputation for herself. Her mother came to the studio, her brother, her grandmother, and she had uh, sweatpants or workout pants that somebody had sewn N-I-K-K-I Nikki up the side of the leg of her pants. And she sang on the show with her best friend, Kayla. Uh, Kayla is now a well-known fitness health guru living in Florida with her own line of tea, of organic teas. And Nikki was cast as Tracy Turnblad in the film version of Hairspray in 2007 and went to live in Canada for months with John Travolta and a whole bunch of other people. And she won a lot of awards and she got some Teen Choice Awards. So Nikki Blonsky, wherever you are, happy birthday, dear. I saw some pictures. She's absolutely gorgeous. She's 31 now. We've all grown up. So enough about that. Let's get started. Kimberly Stewart, I want to ask you to tell us a little bit about your book. I have the first chapter here. Uh, Very, very interesting. Be weird, make money, designing a life and living in a world where you don't feel like you belong. So let's start with you, Kimberly. I'm going to put you on speaker view. So when we do see the video, we'll see you, your beautiful you in in front of everybody. And tell us, how did you come up with a title like that? And is this autobiographical? Is this about you first? I have to ask. Yeah, kind of. I feel like I landed in the world at a 90 degree angle from everyone else, just because when I hear other people talk about the world, I'm like, wow, that's how you see it. That's interesting. Cause I got something completely different out of it. And, you know, so I've often found myself in kind of fun situations. Um, I mentioned a few minutes ago, Renaissance festivals, sci-fi festivals, Halloween conventions, everything like that. And I had become a, a kind of a career counselor and, you know, doing the profit finger passions, consulting and being a Barbara Share registered success teams leader. And I found myself trying to help a lot of really normal, lovely, wonderful people, but I didn't quite understand what they wanted. And I realized that there was a whole wide world of weirdos like me <laughs> help and, and kind of identifying how they could make money without trying to squash themselves down and try and force themselves to fit into places they really didn't want to be in. And so I kind of changed my focus. And it's funny about the title because, you know, once I came up with it, it was just so obvious. It's short, sweet, it's to the point. And, but here's what it was. I used to be Catalyst Kim Consulting because I like 
alliteration, you know, catalyst, I get things started, you know, whatever. But I was applying to speak at the, uh, at a strange convention. And they said, you know, if you were going, you know, what do you want the title of your session to be? And I thought, you know, I've been to enough of these things, what would get my attention? And I was like, Mm -hmm. make money. And I was like, that's it. (laughs) And so, you know, from there, I kind of synthesized what I love and, you know, and what I had learned and just said, how can I, you know, um, help the people that I love, you know, figure out how to do what they love, you know, and be creative and get paid for it, more or less, you know, <laughs> so. More, very, very, very interesting. And so a lot of what we do, I guess, is out of our own, who we are, who we think mm-hmm. we want to be, who we need to be, what we our needs are. You, you took a step back, Kimberly, and you said, what would I want to, who would I want to listen to? What would that title be? What would resonate with me? And, and very often we're told always think of your target audience. Well, sometimes we would be the one in that audience, wouldn't we? What would yeah. resonate with us? Cause we, we've been around the world. We've been around the block a lot. What, what would resonate with us if we were in that audience? And very, very interesting. Thank you for that very brief overview. We're going to talk a lot more with you. Daniel Roberts, welcome officially again. You're up next, Daniel. I'm going to put you on speaker view. And in case the audience is listening, we're on Zoom, as I said, and I get to control what the camera sees because we're recording the video. So when I put them on speaker view, they're the only one on camera. So Daniel Roberts, please reintroduce yourself. Give us a lot more. We know you're in the insurance business and we're helping, you're helping so many people with Medicare, which we need help with. But let's talk about the, the side hustle side. So Danielle, welcome. Sure. Thank you for having me. Yes, so I'm in the very exciting world of Medicare. (laughs) No one goes to high school and says to their guidance counselor, someday I want to be a Medicare insurance agent. (laughs) That just doesn't happen. It's not normal. But uh, I found myself in the insurance industry and was able to find a career helping people and drifted into educating people in the Medicare space. There are 10,000 boomers every day aging into Medicare. And one of the things that I noticed in a lot of the social media that we do and also in working with my private clients is that a lot of people when they turn 65 are not aware that Medicare isn't free. So they face a situation if they haven't been aware of that to plan for meeting their health care needs and costs during retirement of either working a few more years at the boring old job that they're trying to retire from or having to get a little creative and come up with a way that we can make money. And so I heard from quite a few people some really cool things that they were doing. I heard a lot about people pet sitting in their neighborhoods and taking dogs and walking them. And we heard about people joining online tutoring programs. And so it was so interesting that we ended up doing a Facebook poll to our huge group of baby boomers clients on social media and asked them just to kind of fill us in on some of the fun things that they were doing. And just blown away at the creativity of people and really impressed with the people that were able to, I guess you would say, Kim, be weird and go for whatever was their passion. They were able to pick up something, uh, we would maybe call it an encore career, that would help them pay that $150 a month or so for Medicare and make ends meet. And so really just impressed with that kind of 65 is the new 45 and how creative people are out there and in that particular regard. Heck yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I love some of the things you said. Nobody goes to high school and says, I want to be a Medicare agent. Oh, I don't even think you would even know what that was when you were in school. Yes, Medicare is a shock to the system. And I, I do not regret having that behind me. But I will tell you, there were months of fighting on the phone with insurance companies and with Medicare agents and trying to get everything, the paperwork straightened out and misunderstandings and things that I did receive and didn't receive and waiting hours on the phone for somebody to clarify a very simple question that I thought was simple, never getting an answer. Oh, that's not my department. I just waited two and a half hours. That's not my department. And the department you need is closed. We'll have you call back tomorrow. <laughs> it's like, are you freaking serious? I have a life. Oh, it was, it was, Danielle, it was brutal. It was I know. Brutal. I, I was happy to get it over with, but when you mentioned the 150 a month, go for multiples of what it cost me a month, multiples of that. Yes. But I'm still working. That's Aha. right. Ha. Shock to the system. I was going to fight it. And then I said, nope, the 1099s don't lie. The, you know, the, all of the tax forms don't lie. It is what it is. You pay, they know. So let's, let's leave that behind us a little bit. So let's talk about some of those jobs. And by the way, Josh told me his last name is Randell. So everybody say, thank you, Josh Randell. Come on, ladies. Thank you. Thank you, Josh Josh Randell. Josh, have you ever been thanked quite that way before that? You know, it sounded like we were almost the Andrew sisters. Let's do it again. One, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Josh Randell. Josh Randell. Oh my God. I think we have to get a recording career, the three of us. We just talk our way I'm down. To- That's another I, I, creative side hustle. I just created it. <laughs> do we know where the term side hustle came from? Do we have any idea? Danielle, do you know the origin of that? Or, or- You know, that's a great question. I don't actually know the origin of that. There's well, a lot of podcasts out there about it those days. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to... I don't usually do this when I'm on live radio. I used to do it when I was doing my side hustle, Urban Dictionary. Let's see. Okay. Side hustle, sideline that brings in cash, something other than your main job, maybe playing weekend gigs or life coaching. Selling Amway is not a side hustle. It's just a way to alienate your friends. <laughs> true so true. I'm, hey, anybody upset with me? Don't. This is Urban Dictionary. I didn't make this up. I'm not liable. When you start your own business, you probably want to get some side hustle going, maybe a small, low-stress consulting job on how to get a side hustle going. This was written, Danielle, back in 2006 by somebody named Bill Peters. Very, very interesting. Um, Yes, working part-time as a custodian living in their mother's basement. Oh, no, no, no. This is getting into some really, really playing it cool. Okay, no, no, no. This is not going where we wanted to go. I'm exiting this out. I'm coming back to you ladies. I have places I would never take this radio show. So let's go. So Kimberly, let's talk about some of your, maybe not side hustles, full-time job. Let's talk about some of your Halloween businesses. I know there's something interesting about goth in your book. So give us some examples and then we'll get some examples, some more examples. By the way, I have to tell everybody, Danielle only has She's not very good at it. She only has 600,000 followers on Facebook. She's just obviously a newbie. So we'll forgive Danielle because she's just trying to figure out social media. I'm a great admirer of Danielle. You know that. (laughs) Go ahead, Kimberly. Tell us about this Halloween goth something business. Go ahead. Sure. So, you know, Halloween is really fun. It's It's a $9 billion industry. And, you know, I started looking into it just because it's something that I love. I know you're completely shocked by that. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, there's, I I think of businesses in about seven different models that it can look at. Um, So that can be products, services, information, um, the Uber model, 
et cetera. And so, you know, when I started looking at different Halloween businesses, I was like, okay, products, you know, you could make props, you could make costumes, you could, you know, make all kinds of things for people to purchase. As far as businesses go, you know, you could be a makeup artist, um, you could, you know, paint faces, or you could work at a haunted attraction. Um, and, you know, so, or you could, one thing I thought, I don't know if anybody's doing this, but they should, they should hire themselves out to decorate for Halloween. You know, there's people who will decorate, sure. you know, houses for Christmas yeah. and I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be fun <laughs> to decorate houses for Halloween? Anyway. And so it's when I think of it through that lens of the different models, all of a sudden, you know, anyone can ask me, so I'm really into this. And then I just think, oh, what kind of product could it be? What services, what information could they share? What classes could they teach? What courses could they create, et cetera. And so um, and a, a set of examples that I give, and I'll, I'll make this quick so I don't. That's die. fine. But I thought about Gothic gardening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> read that in your book. That's what I wanted you oh, to talk about. Awesome. So that's what I figured. And mostly it's because I have been known to kill plastic plants. <laughs> it just fascinates me that people actually get things to grow. And again, so I started thinking, you know, what would that look like? You know, and so products, you know, again, you could create cool statuary. Um, you could create um, little um, gift baskets, uh, you know, that have seeds and other things in it. You know, again, thinking of services, you could go to people's houses and do landscaping design, but have it be all black and purple flowers or a garden that attracts bats, you know, <laughs> and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it, it opens it up. It's like, oh yeah. So it's like, whatever you're into something in that, those business models is going to appeal. And that's what I get really excited about. Inter very interesting. Cause who would think of that? I know I have relatives who live in a fancy schmancy neighborhood somewhere down South and not anywhere near here. I'm in Durham, North Carolina, and you should see the Christmas lighting. It's a oh, yeah. multi thousand dollar per house. <laughs> business it these people are yep. reserved months in advance it's the these are mini estates these houses you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. ten thousand feet mm -hmm. square feet each and and you go down the lane if you will you walk down the street and in that part time of the year and it's like being in front of macy's window every single house <laughs> or more it's high it's low it's wide and the colors the lights the blinking it's I never knew until I went to visit a couple of years ago. That's what it was. I love the idea of the goth garden. What did you think, Danielle? Do you know any seniors, any boom? I'm going to call them boomers. I like that better than seniors. Yeah. Do you know any boomers who would like to go plant goth gardens for people, Danielle? I guarantee you that if I posted that on our Facebook page, we'd have a bunch of people interested in that. I would, I've never thought of that at all. And I love the Christmas lights in my neighborhood. So you get someone to do orange and purple lights or mm -hmm. like you said, the bat thing. That's awesome. Absolutely. So that, that's d delightful. Absolutely delightful. Um, I do want to mention something from your book, um, Kimberly. I meant, I noticed that you said you have to be an opportunity analyst and you talk about, I'll just list a couple things, problems or complaints where you could have an opportunity to do something for someone in a side mm -hmm. hustle or hustle. Trends, always good. Demographic groups or niches. The French word mm -hmm. is niche, N-I-C-H-E, mm -hmm. niches. Personal interest in hobbies and personal experience and crisis. So those are some of the places you suggest people look. Now, would these be your own problems or these are problems people have? These would be your demographic. Problems, Go ahead. Yeah. Problems that you see in the world, kind of like when you look and you're like, why isn't anyone doing something about that? Or, you know, an example, 
example my mentor used that was just really good is in England, when the mad cow disease thing happened a couple of years ago, there was this poor rancher who's, you know, had to kill all his cattle. Now that's sad. And, you know, but he was like, well, what am I going to do now? And he had all this land and apparently you can rent tanks, like big, like army tanks. And there are grown men who like to rent tanks. And so that's what he did. He arranged for these tanks to come onto his farmland while he couldn't be, you know, having cattle live there. And he rented it out to these guys who wanted to play army. And so, but anyway, so that's, that's kind of like a facetious example, but you know, a lot of times you're like, uh, um, necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like somebody creates something. It's like, why did nobody ever do this before? And yes. so, you start or somebody complaining like, oh man, you know, this stinks. Why isn't anybody doing anything about this? And it's like, oh, hey, I'm somebody. <laughs> Interesting. And and you know what we're talking about is not just volunteering, right, ladies? Not just say, oh, I'll do it. Right. I have spare time. It's I'll do it. I have the time. And here's what it's going to cost you. Mm-hmm. I think that's yes. the bottom line. Because I could do a whole show on volunteering. Danielle, almost everything you mentioned, and and we're going to talk about these side hustles. For seniors to earn extra, could be things, oh, I'll volunteer, I'll babysit, oh, I'll deliver this, oh, I'll, I'll do that. But we're talking about value. And, and I heard years ago that if you don't charge enough for your, for your time, for your skills, for your expertise, for your services, people will not respect you for what you bring. Am I right, ladies? Mm-hmm. Correct. They don't respect you. And it's a very interesting phenomenon of how do you set your rates? And we can talk about that in a few minutes. Thank you, Kimberly. Very, very interesting. So, Danielle, let's talk about some of your favorite unusual ones. I, I know walking your neighbor's dogs and signing up for a temp agency, becoming a pet sitter, house sitting. Let's talk about things like throwing a party, selling water, uh, posting an ad on Fiverr, uh, handwriting greeting cards. I like some of those. But, Danielle, y- your, your pick. Pick. Why don't you pick four or five interesting from your survey and what really caught your attention, the the unusual ones. Danielle? Sure. Well, my all-time favorite for sure is our client that is a full-time Santa Claus. I never had any idea that you could be a Santa Claus full-time, that it wasn't just something that people did around the holidays. And of course, I always thought maybe the ones working at the mall were getting paid, but a lot of the ones Mm -hmm. going out would be volunteers. And actually, there are professional Santa Claus clubs that you can join across America and you can book gigs and you go out and be professional Santa Claus. And he said that it actually is enough. It generates a significant amount of money for him enough to actually pay some bills with it. It's not a very minimal income. Uh, And of course he loves the children and all the faces and all the people he gets to meet and he gets the warm fuzzy out of it as well. So it's turned into this thing that I've been really fulfilling for him in his retirement too. And so I thought that that was super creative and it makes me wonder, Kimberly, is there, you know, uh, maybe clubs out there too for Halloween folks, maybe you could be, um, the Halloween yes. guy, Michael, what's yeah, his um, name? <laughs> yeah, most, mostly uh, scary clowns. Scary clowns. Oh. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> yep, so, yep, totally. You, you have people hire you for that, and you get to dress up and be someone that you're not, and there's a lot of fun involved in that. Um, selling water is one that I have just noticed um, on trailways and parks here in the Fort Worth area. And every mm-hmm. time I've ever gone to Las Vegas, there are people out there sitting with coolers and you're walking along and they'll sell you a bottle of water for $2. And, you know, they bought it in a 
case and it probably cost him 25 cents. I think it's very ingenious that people would do that. Um, we have had people that have done the bake sale thing and taken a twist on that and sell senior hugs, or I guess we could call them boomer oh, hugs. Yes. And yes. I, I want to talk to you about that before you go on. I'm going to go back to gallery view. There are, it started many, I'll say several years ago. I have a dear friend who's a in his mid eighties and he prowls the karaoke clubs in, in the East village in New York with cargo pants, shaved head and an earring, wonderful guy, stand up comedian, been in the New York times. And I've known him for 20, 30 years. He used to direct my TV show there. And um, he, he never wanted me to talk about it. That's why I'm not mentioning his name, but if he's listening, he knows who he is. And he joined a hug club where you go to a place that's safe, no SEX, no touching, no bare skin, and you cuddle with someone, cuddle mm -hmm. or hug for a certain period of time. I think you pay to be a member yeah. and you can be the hug giver or the hug seeker, if you will. And you just hug the person. Just really, really interesting. So Danielle, that is, it's a business. It's a big business, but there are a lot of rules. Right. And yes. with the pandemic, it's probably not happening. Right. Yeah, now. you're right. That one probably is yeah, on the but, down for now. But I love that um, it could be a career a side career side hustle for someone, especially considering that a lot of times as we age, there is social isolation and loneliness. And so to do something like that, that gets you in human contact with other people is fun. And I've been to all sorts of fairs and festivals. And I'm absolutely certain that if I saw, you know, a senior citizen there selling hugs, that I would be all about doing that. I think a lot of people would support that. Um, another great one that we had is a lady that in her retirement community, so I guess similar uh, to you, Red, and where you mm -hmm. live, she saw that they were taking instructors at the community center mm -hmm. and paying them a part-time wage to teach something interesting. And so she had to come mm -hmm. up with what could she do that was interesting. And being on the younger side of the scale, she came up with a class to sell to older retirees on how to um, network with their grandchildren on their iPhone. And so teaching them some really cool apps, teaching them how to download apps, how to connect with their grandkids, how to share photos, um, and also um, connecting with other uh, retirees through a variety of apps. And so she said that her class is a sellout. She has tons of people that wow. come to it. And now she's always coming up with neat, fun things to sell them. And it really empowers people who might otherwise be a little intimidated by all the new technology. And now we're coming out with Apple 12 and all these things that can be a little overwhelming for them. She makes it so that, okay, here's the new model and here's what we're going to learn this week in our class. Isn't that really cool? It's very it. cool. And I'm going to give one, one sidebar caution, not a negation, but a caution in my community. When you're a resident, we have got about, it's so grown so much. I think there are 2000 people here in, I don't know how many homes you can't get paid. You can't make a dime mm. by doing anything at the, at our gorgeous clubhouse. If you do anything, you cannot make money. But if you're a club, if you're a club and I'm in my band is in the Latin performing music musicians club, you can, and if you're a bona fide club with a checkbook and you're registered with the HOA, you can charge for events, but you can't use it for personal income. In other words, we could buy audio equipment with it, or we could buy mm. music, music equipment with it. So that's something to be very, I hope you don't mind yeah. my saying this, Danielle, yeah, be aware of well because in, in certain communities, I love the idea 
of helping people with those apps. Very, very interesting idea because you're right. Technology is flying around us. And if you ain't there, you ain't there, right? Mm -hmm. The good, the bad, and the ugly of social networking. But more and more, how do you think I talk with my granddaughters? They're both in college now. One's a freshman, one's a, I don't know, she's older. I'm not sure which year she's in because I I get lost in in that landscape. All I know is they make me sound old, but they're wonderful. I'm rambling here. My point is I text them. We, yeah. we, we, we stopped doing Zoom videos a couple of years ago or, or FaceTime. We used to do that and they're busy and I'm busy. So we text. If I don't text them, hey, how are you? Tell me what's new. Are you back at school? One took the semester off because of COVID. The other one is back and she's on the dance team and she performs at the football games. Cool. It's grueling in addition to a full academic load. But if I don't text them, I don't really hear from them because we, we all have lives. So I love that idea, Danielle. I really, really do. A couple more, Danielle, for people of a certain age. What do you think? Sure. So I have seen over the years that people do the driving thing, uh, the Uber and all that kind of thing. But I've actually met a couple of people who kind of do their own twists and sort of like a personal assistant thing. And so with the community, the way it is today, people are really busy. They have a lot going on. And so we've had a few where they post something in the next door neighborhood and say, I'm willing to Mm -hmm. And they're willing to run these errands. They can almost kind of do an Instacart thing. Pay me $20 an hour. I'll go pick up your groceries. I'll put them in your home. I can prepare simple meals. I can pick up your dry cleaning. And I like the idea of just going on an app like Nextdoor and offering what you can. I think it's pretty easy to do something like that with pet sitting or Mm -hmm. a, a lot of things, but also just think outside of the box. What is something that you can do similar to the gothic gardening thing? What is something that you can do that might be on offer today? I went on uh, my own next door neighborhood and posted to say, does anyone have a teenager in the neighborhood that would want to scoop leaves out of my pool? I don't have time to do it. And while you're here, why don't you rake up the ones that are on the lawn so that they don't fall in there? And I know that I'll end up finding someone and, you know, maybe a senior would reply to that. Same thing when I moved into the neighborhood and I was looking for a dog walker, I posted in there and I have a baby boomer who comes by my house uh, five days a week to either play fetch with my dogs or take them for a walk. So you could just post something out there and see what you come up with. That could be another really cool thing that you can do on the side. And lastly, sorry, I was going to say, you can also tutor online now, Mm -hmm. and that is a booming industry. So think of something that you know that another person could benefit from and find one of the tutoring sites where you can list those services. English as a second language is a very popular one. You don't have to be a grammar expert to do that. And there's tons of jobs available for it. But you can also just list what it is that you can teach and see if you get some interest. And then that online tutoring pays by the hour. You would only need a few hours a month to bring in a, a pretty decent side hustle income fascinating and i'm thinking that i i one thing i didn't mention and i want to talk about is selling crafts this was a little bit Mm. of what kimberly was saying but the i'm about to explore selling my artwork i became an artist i call myself a dabbler i've got about 85 paintings in my house in the past when i do something i do something what can i tell you (laughs) a little bit type a go all out (laughs) yeah a little type a but um i i we are what I want to tell you, Danielle, is we have an arts and crafts collaborative, which I joined for the big whopping membership fee of $10 for the year. And I joined them because they were having an art sale, art show and sale in our own garages during cool. COVID. 
So I turned my garage into a gallery and more than 50 people came. I didn't sell too much because I do abstracts and cute stuff. People, oh, I don't have any wall space. I've got boxes of mm-hmm. stuff in the attic and my grandchildren didn't tell me what they want for Christmas. You know, I, I don't need your excuses. Just come and say that's nice and smile and wave and that's it. We were distanced. We wore masks. But um, I'm looking at, at possibly trying to sell them, not a, not a big deal price-wise. I just want to share them, not get rid of them, share them. Yeah. And I'm looking into Etsy, which I think, any thoughts mm-hmm. about that, Danielle? Because I know it's mentioned in your article. Yeah. So Etsy is actually a really big market and you can sell just about anything craft-wise there. There's a lot of things that you can do that are uh, wedding or event related, seasonally related, similar. You can sell your own artwork. Um, There are people on there that make custom tumblers, custom t-shirts. Anytime there's a bachelorette party or something like that, you could go on and find some really cool things that people make themselves. And you can even uh, find courses out there that are relatively inexpensive that will teach you how to sell on Etsy and give you some of the most common things that people do. So you may could go in there maybe with not even an idea of what you might offer, mm-hmm. but you could take a course like that to come up with some of the most popular ways that people are selling and then pick something and go for it. Absolutely fascinating. Um, I want to tell you a creative way to earn a living that came from the customer rather than the vendor. My friend, my dear friends I knew from New York are in uh, in the Palm Beach area in Florida. And when COVID started, they didn't want, like I did, I told my personal trainer to stop coming. I, I stopped my cleaning service. And what are these people going to do, right? That was part of their living. Felt bad saying no, but I couldn't have them in my house because in the beginning, it was all very, very much more scary, I think. It's scary now too, but differently. And so this lady uh, worked out a deal and she said to her cleaning woman in, in Florida, I don't want you to come in the house and clean, but I'm going to give you a grocery list. Would you go to the supermarket and shop for her and her husband and for her 95-year-old mother, who she used to do the shopping for? So the cleaning woman does the shopping. Like, Mm. what's what's the, uh, you go to the market, what do you see? What's the name of the something, Fresh Express or something where you go? Um, No, that's the name of a salad. Instacart, Instacart. yeah. I I didn't see them last Sunday, but I see them all the time. I go Saturdays after my drum lesson because the store is right there. And, uh, And this woman is making some of her living by doing the personal shopping. That's one of yours, Danielle, the grocery shopping. And if something on the list isn't there in the store at that moment in time on the shelf, or it's not available in the fresh foods, whatever it fruits and vegetables, she will call my friend and say, these are your options. Do you want this instead of this? And she'll get just like Instacart and she is making her living. She hasn't cleaned the house, but she is delivering the groceries which was absolutely lovely. I wanted to share that with you. Um, As far as what I was trying to say before, I didn't quite finish the thought, my fault, not yours, is that in our Arts and Crafts Collaborative, you can sell things at their fair, which used to be at the clubhouse, and you can make money for your craft. So that is not, but you couldn't go and teach a class here and earn money for it or lead a group and earn money for it. They don't let you do or play the bit your band plays. You can't charge for a personal fee something like that. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a difference to what you can and can't earn money for. I want to clarify that. Let's see what time we have. We have 13 minutes left. Uh, 
Kimberly, any thoughts? We're past Halloween. So what else? I, we, I, we're never going to live past that goth garden, my dear. That's just, <laughs> I think it's seared in our brains forever. That was really, really good. Any other niche businesses that you use? And it doesn't have to be for seniors, boomers. I'm sorry, my word, boomers. Uh, any, anything you want to recommend that's really, really cool and fun that you've tried or that you know people have tried, Kimberly? You know, uh, what I love is what you just talked about was um, being a, uh, able to adapt and and kind of grow. Um, you know, I think something that uh, thinking about creations, again, a lot of people come to me and they want to make like jewelry and soap and personal products and stuff like that. And I love that because it's some like, especially with personal products like soaps or lotions or whatever, people, they're consumable. So people are presumably going to use them up and then they'll come back for more. And, and you can have a lot of variety with that. And I think that's for all age groups. Uh, I actually mm-hmm. talking with a lot of boomers myself and, you know, and they just come to me and they're like, Oh, I have this, this really fun idea. I don't want anyone to laugh at me, but I, you know, I just, I've always wanted to do felted soap or whatever. I'm like, that's awesome. Do it. You know? And so I, I think it's kind of like, if you've been nurturing, you know, the, these funky, quirky little ideas, I say now is the time to go for it because I think, especially now, right. As, as we're recording this, you know, the world is a little bit mm. in need of some fun and, yep. you know, and I think people are wanting to start little guy businesses, you know, little one person or small operations as best they can. And, you know, if you can provide things that, you know, uh, people are already buying or they're already looking for, I think that's great. Um, Red, for you, one thing I thought of as you were talking is, you know, you have these cool designs, you know, the abstract or cute stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, if you wanted to expand that in a way, so you already have the paintings and that's something yes. you could sell. You could create a print on demand business with some of these designs. You could put them on t-shirts or coffee mugs or you know, mug koozies or something like that. And I think that, that, and so for anyone who's listening, if once you create one thing, you mm-hmm. can expand on it. And there's plenty of ways to do that in, and this is a, for whatever 2020 is throwing at us, this is a great time mm-hmm. of life because there's so many options available. Like once you come up with the design, there are manufacturers who will take care of that for you, you know? And so all you have to do is get it in front of people and, you know, get them to want to buy it. <laughs> and then, you know, there are people who will help you take care of that. So very cool idea. And there was a, a company, I think, called Art Storefront. I had them pitching me yes. for a while. It's it's not cheap They're to wonderful. join, but they do the print on demand. And I was looking at some of the artists and they're, they're selling multiple, multiple versions. Print on demand is done by somebody else, by another vendor. And I like that. What's interesting, ladies, is here we are a couple of weeks from Thanksgiving, whatever the heck it's going to be this year. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but the holidays are coming and we're still going to have Hanukkah and we're still going to have Christmas and yep. we're still going to have Kwanzaa. We're still going to have year in celebrations this year especially yes. like get out of here 2020 go away and don't come back we're not even going to talk <laughs> about you anymore or as little as possible so we need gifts right yes. danielle danielle any cool gifting ideas for things that a senior a boomer why do i keep saying seniors boomers can make and sell not just give away to your family look i made it aren't i cool but anything any gift uh creation um that you can think of in in your survey that that people could start to mark because now's the time right 
we're, yeah. we're what a month from from the year end holidays. A little more than five weeks. That's nothing. Yeah. And, Online retailers might do really well because people aren't too keen going on store, going to a brick and mortar store. So any thoughts on that, Danielle, for boomers? If you're creative, we did have a few people uh, that make the custom note cards. And I don't know if you've noticed that but as you go to buy a birthday card for someone these days, they're like six bucks. I mean, yep. they're, they're expensive. I bet you in New York, they probably cost more than that. Yep. So if you are someone that has uh, some skill you can buy the materials probably on Etsy to the basics, and then you put your own designs on them. So you would just be so surprised that people are so creative. And some of the ones that you can buy can be really funny. You can also use um, the foil imprints and you could put funny things on them. Just go online for some ideas. But a lot of people like cards with short quotes. They're almost kind of a meme because they're sort of ironic uh, in what they're saying, but people will laugh. And anything that you can make like that, that is truly yours, that's creative or something that would get a laugh out of someone is always going to be a big seller. And people do like to buy from people they know, and they like to buy things that are custom. So you could create something like that, but you could also sell or give away a gift of your services. Like maybe you are a really organized person. Have you ever thought about giving someone a gift of two hours of your time with cleaning that closet that really needs the declutter. If you're really good at that, take a couple of photos of your own pantry, your own closet, mm -hmm. and gift that to people. You can sell that service or you could just give it away to people that you care about. And that's something that someone can really use and also have a personal experience over. I like that. very. My, sure. my mom used to help me weed out my closet. When she'd leave, we had the big garbage bag of things I was going to donate. She'd say, when I leave, don't go put them back in the closet. <laughs> she knew. She, she knew. 50% of what we decided, those hangers were going to get filled. Maybe 50%. She'd say, don't you dare. We, we agreed. We agreed this stuff is going out. I want to get your definition of creativity because that's really the focus of my show. And you both obviously are very, very creative people. And I'm just wondering, can it be taught? Is it innate? Is it in our DNA? Do the schools squish it? We have six minutes left, so we'll keep this really tight. So about 90 seconds each. I should have done this in the beginning, but we're having so much fun. Kimberly Stewart, what do you think? Is creativity something that you can help people find in them in that go do something weird that's your passion and make a business? What's your thought on creativity? So yes, I think I think we're definitely born with it, like born wired for creativity, but it's certainly something that people can learn. And that's what I, I feel like I teach people. And it's looking learning how to look at things differently. Mm -hmm. And you know, where it comes natural to me, I teach people how to look at things from different angles. And so yeah, it's something that um, you know, if you're born with it, great, but you can always cultivate it. And if you don't feel very creative, that, I think that's the thing that makes me saddest is when people come to me, they're like, well, I'm not very creative. I'm like, oh, you can be. <laughs> so let's try it. Let's play. I like that a lot. And I'll tell you, when people saw my artwork, people I knew, people I didn't know, I had over 50 people. I told you. we had to sit in the garage. It was a beautiful, cool day. 10 in the morning till three in the afternoon at 2.45, I said, that's it. And I shut the door. I couldn't do it anymore. But people said, oh, I can't even draw a straight line. I couldn't do that. And I said, 
I used a ruler if I needed a straight line for my drawings. What are we right? doing? Oh, I can't draw. I'm not creative. I'm sorry. I'm making the voice, the voice, that <laughs> voice. Danielle, it's your turn. Creativity. And you're in the insurance business. And I know you have to get creative with helping people get around these huge roadblocks and ins and outs and the tunnels and the ditches of Medicare. We won't. That got a whole show we're not doing on this series. But Danielle, creativity, what does it mean to you? Because obviously the people you're connected with, your survey was creative. What are you seeing in terms of is creativity rebounding, getting a rebirth for retirees? Or do you think it was there all along just hiding? What do you see? You know, along those lines, I think maybe creativity, especially today in this crazy year that we've had and, and for retirees in general, is an opportunity. You know, now you're retired and it might be the first time in your life where you've had the time and the wherewithal to pursue something that gives you joy. So creativity is your opportunity to look inside yourself and say, what could I do with this time or my skills or my passions and bring something into the world that would benefit me or people I love or people in my community? And so I love to think of it as an opportunity. And I think that boomers today in a digital world have more opportunity than ever before to make that happen. You can take a course online, you can read a book, you can get inspired by others, and you might be able to kind of do that, what color is my parachute thing? Mm -hmm. Uh, What color is my creativity and retirement uh, parachute? And run with it. Very interesting. And I will tell you, I recently, I've been a writer for years. I I write business abstracts for my business radio shows, but I've been a wannabe writer. But once print on demand and once self-publishing came in and I've been a guest at the media summit, publicity summit for years now, I figured everybody else is writing a book. I won't write mine. I will just feature people who've written their own books. So I I took the other side when I became an interview host like that. Um, But I just recently am thinking about entering, there's a contest at Writer's Digest and I joined their website. I think it's if you enter by November 15th, it's $25 entry fee, it's 1500 words. 1500 words and I started writing my story and I did it in about 500 words and I said oh I get to use twice as many as that (laughs) I wanted to see how it felt to do a short story and I loved what I wrote I might just submit it but you can expand your creativity right ladies by looking at what not just learning and taking classes but see what's out there if you want to be an artist you you always wanted to be an artist a baker a photographer um, a singer go find some place where you can send examples of what you do. We have two minutes to go quickly. Uh, Kimberly Stewart, if you had to leave the house right now, right now after the show, but don't go stick around. And in your purse, you obviously have your phone, your keys, and maybe some blush for your beautiful cheeks. What else? What are two things that would be in your purse that we would know that has to be Kimberly? If we looked in that purse, what are two things quickly? What would they be? Um, American Gods by Neil Gaiman, because it's just a book that I like to keep with me. Okay. <laughs> and... Uh, probably, uh, you already mentioned probably my laptop just it could go with my phone. Yeah. Big purse. I thought you were going to take your hat. Uh, Danielle Roberts, what would the two things be in your purse besides your laptop, your keys, maybe your pretty lipstick and that book? What would be two things? 
I've got a huge change purse in there, which makes my purse really heavy. And I'm always Ooh. trying to spend it all. And then it all comes back in there. But I think there's enough money for a fried chicken sandwich that I go get after <laughs> we, we leave here today. And then another thing that I have is one of those little inserts. I don't know if you guys have ever seen these, but it pulls out of your purse and it has everything in it that you need so that you can easily switch your bags. I might even have one that I can show you on the camera here for anyone I watching the video. That. And it just oh, goes very nice. and holds everything. And so you can switch your uh, so that, purse that to would match be your, your second item. There you go. That would be your Love second it. item with everything in it. Ladies, I can't thank you enough. This has been absolutely delightful. You're both the epitome of creativity in, in who you are and how you communicate. You're both delightful and friendly and engaging and very, very smart. And I'm very, very honored that you took the time out of whatever you were doing to spend the hour with me. And again, let's hear it for Josh Randall. Thank you, Josh. Good job, yes. Josh. Everybody, my show is moving from the Variety Channel on World Talk Radio, Voice America, to the Empowerment Channel next week. So I will still see you Monday at 7 p.m. You won't know the difference. I'll send out a promo, but look for me on the Empowerment Channel. I'm Radio Red. This has been Read My Lips. Please do. Oh, how those lips can talk. Cool conversations with creatives. And the intro voice was my good friend, the VP of Operations and Everything at Voice America, Ryan Treasure. Shout out to Ryan and your family. Everybody have a good one. Be safe, be smart, be savvy, and stay sane. Bye-bye. Let's go. Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.